This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Uh, 36 minutes and counting. This is going to be a cool conversation for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Chapman reached out and told us he, he knows this, this, uh, this guy named Tim Sinclair. And Tim has been a public address announcer, it looks like, for quite some time. Now, I, I want to make sure. A lot of people hear announcer and, th- and they So when I go to a football game and I call a football game, I'm the play-by-play broadcaster. Okay. The guy with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, is T Mac usually Tony McLean or Jeremy Moore for basketball? They're the color commentator. Okay. But when you go to a game and you hear the guy go, "At guard, North Carolina." That's that guy. Uh, yeah, that's the public address announcer. Okay. And Tim is the public address announcer for the Chicago Bears. It's his first year there. He's worked with the Pacers, which means he's done some mm-hmm. bubble work in the NBA. Which means right now on the professional level, uh-huh. I was a PA announcer in high school. Right. I did the JV games right. that you played on, but that was my second year. The first year I did girls basketball mm-hmm. because I did the announcements and president, or president, principal U.S. Davidson said we need we need somebody to do the girls game. No, Ed mm-hmm. Bame, Ed Bame said we need somebody to do the girls games. So I go to these girls games on Saturday mornings, ten o'clock, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that guard, Leslie <laughs> Smith. <laughs> And the reaction that Tim is currently getting in Soldier Field and the and the NBA bubble mm-hmm. is the same reaction I was getting. <laughs> Tim, is, does that sound about right? With the exception of the fake the fake noise, what a weird time to be a PA guy. Yeah, I'm. I, it is about right to answer your first question. And I've said it's weird being a public address announcer with no public whatsoever to address. Oh, man, but it funny. is what it is. But I bet it's still. Nerve-wracking, uh, the, f- the first Bears game you called. You know, uh, I something's wrong with me in that I don't get nervous. It doesn't bug often. you. Okay, okay. It doesn't. Um, the only time that happens is if I feel unprepared for something. Sure. And to, to an extent, there's a little bit of that because you don't exactly know how it's going to go down with no fans in a, you know, an arena that seats 60,000 or whatever. But, um, man, it's it will never not be cool to, uh, me, sure, to sure. walk in there, no matter how many people are there. And um, I, I'm really honored to oh, have you. When I started doing those girls basketball games on Saturday mornings, I thought I was, I, I thought it was the coolest thing I'd, I'd ever do. Mm-hmm. Even though just three moms were clapping when I <laughs> announced the game, like I was announcing the bulls in 96. Right. Uh, how did now, by the way, you still work for WCIA. I did a little bit of homework. You, you are, you're a TV guy. Well, I am now. I, that's not really how it started. Okay. But, uh, a couple of years ago, they called and said, hey, do you want to host a, a lifestyle TV show? And I said, uh, do I have to wear a tie or shave? They said, <laughs> no and no. And wow. I said, great, I'll be there. It must be nice to, to have a face for television. Uh, you don't have to hear the same joke <laughs> from every pretend hey, spent, 80-year-old man. I spent man. 20 years before that in radio, so <laughs> okay. I've, I've heard it on both sides you, of the coin. For sure. you, got the, uh, you got the upgraded face, though. It works out well for you. <laughs> he said the upgraded face. Where did this start? Did you, I mean, obviously you started by being a sports fan and you probably listened to these guys like, you know, probably everybody that, that, that got into some kind of business announcing, but, but, but where, where, where did you first say, you know what I want to do? I want to announce these guys' names because, because I did it in high school and I did the Turkey tournament over here and I was like, well, that career's over. There's nothing else for me to, you know, mm. like, how did you, how did you make your way to the big, to the big steps? Well, it kind of happened by accident in that I'd been in radio for a long time, and you're right, was a sports fan. And uh, when when Jim Shepard was leaving Illinois basketball 12 years ago or so, someone said, hey, you should apply for for that job. You know, Illinois is looking for new announcers. And so I sent in a tape, but it was kind of late, and they had already had their eyes on Mike Cation. And and so I I didn't hear back from them for like a year. Um, 
thought, ah, well, it was nice, nice try. Yeah. They said, you want to come do a baseball game about a year later? I'm like, oh, sure, why not? And I think I think it was pretty terrible, quite honestly, but it was fun. <laughs> Um, and the next fall, they asked me to do a couple other sports. And then all of a sudden that, that train started going and, and every season it felt like I got another opportunity or two. And then all of a sudden, um, you start getting chances to do professional events. And these last two years have just been absolutely crazy. And I couldn't be more thankful. So did Illinois link you to the Pacers? Not directly. Uh, I happen to see they were looking for somebody. So you've applied. Um, You've sent stuff out pretty much every time. You've got yourself in the door. Yeah, that's that's great. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's um, most. There aren't too many people who do it full time. I'm not quite full time yet, but I'm close. And um, so you gotta you gotta look for them and then apply and and then usually the process is a long drawn out one, but uh, it's proven to be at least a good one for me in most cases. So you got to experience the NBA bubble. You just traveled with and did the what was considered Pacers home games, or did, did some other teams use you? Actually, uh, there were only four of us in the bubble total, oh. uh, and the the only t- I did every single team in the bubble except the Pacers. No, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Funny. So they tried to keep us certainly on – because the goal was to make it sort of a home environment for whoever the actual home team was for that game. Yeah. They tried to keep us from rooting against our own team, okay. which was appreciated. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, and there just weren't too many opportunities because uh, the Pacers were, were done pretty quickly um, to, to do more. So I did uh, literally every single team in the bubble, a lot of them numerous times, but I did not get to work a Pacers game. Does, does something tingle in you when you say it, like a LeBron James or a James Harden? Yeah, it's it's different it's a big certainly deal. when they're the home team. Like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I had Lakers as the home team a couple of times, and so LeBron did his big chalk clap. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> the chalk fell on my head. Oh, uh, wow. It was right in front of me. So, like, th- that that is kind of fun and something I won't forget. Right. So how do you feel when the chalk hits you? Are you like, man, you could scoot over? but uh... No, rain me in that chalk once or twice before I'm getting upset about it. For the experience, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm just trying not to breathe it in because it uh, dries out your voice pretty quick. Good mm. point. Great point. <laughs> yeah, I like your quote. Now I get to be a fan with a microphone. That's kind of cool. That's a yeah, good quote. Yeah, that's really what it is. You know, they they always say in press row or whatever, there's no cheering in the press box, all that kind of stuff. But I'm the one where where that's not true. For my my job is to sort of reflect what the crowd is or should be feeling. At least that's sort of the the mo I go in with. And so I happen to have the microphone, and whether it's me reacting to them or them reacting to me, I think it's a bit of a symbiotic relationship that uh, <laughs> ideally works well for all of us. I only know this on the high school level, but it is cool because you do have power. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, I DJ a lot of weddings, so you, when, <laughs> when you have the loudest voice in the room, you have you have some power, right? Uh, and, and like on senior nights. It is really cool when that mm-hmm. guy checks out for the last time to basically announce him off the floor the way you announce mm-hmm. him on. Do you, Tim, do you, do you try to take advantage of those opportunities? Yeah, I've often said, you know, I, I want to read the room and yeah. sort of be the right person or, or do the right thing in the right moment. And so to me, you know, a three-point shot in the first quarter may have the same words, but it's not going to have the same energy and inflection as it would in a tight game in the end of the fourth. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be that PA guy who's, you know, always turned up to 11. Um, and it's just Johnson. the same all the way through. <laughs> if, Gus, if, so, Gus, right. if Gus Johnson did it, yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I think I think there's something to be said. So when when you say that, yeah, if it's the guy's last time, um, you, you do an Illinois basketball senior night. I think of uh, you know Malcolm Hill being probably the the one recently that was the biggest um, yeah. at, at Illinois. That that was a cool moment, and that's one of those where I've got to try to sound professional. But also know that I've got I've got tears in my eyes too because I've watched mm-hmm. this kid grow up for four years. So it's it's a really a fun a fun process. When when you can get people to to give a standing ovation from the words you say because mm. it's not, and it's not you you have no, yeah. you you didn't do anything to, to to require the respect for the person they're admiring. But when you know it's like yeah I got him to do that you know it's just because cause I pointed <laughs> it out you know mm-hmm. there's and I did it in the high school level I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine doing mm-hmm. it in an arena uh, that would be pretty awesome what. Uh, last bubble question, I think. Uh, what was the what was the best game you called? Did you call any of the, any of the memorable buzzer beaters or anything? Uh, yeah, I had, well, we had several, my first two actual games both went into overtime on the first day. I had two overtime games. I think there were like five hundred and ninety seven combined points between those two games. Oh, so a Suns so, game. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we had um, there was a Lakers buzzer beater, and I don't even remember which game it was at this point that uh, that I called that was kind of fun. So uh, it, it's hard to go wrong. They were all interesting in their own way. Were you there through the, the finals? Some of the OT games. What, 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 I'm sorry? Were you there through the finals? You know, I wasn't. Uh, they asked me to stay. It was a longer story than we have time for. They, they asked me to come the whole time, and I, at that point, didn't know if I had the Bears job or not. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes and sense. so I had to tell them, I can stay till this date, and then once we get in, I can let you know. Uh, by that time, the WNBA called and asked if I could work four or five weeks in their bubble, and that happened to fit in the schedule. So oh, I did okay. the NBA bubble, then I did the WNBA bubble, and I got back literally just in time to go do the first Bears game. Gotcha. Um, Are girls more aggressive on the basketball court than guys? I just had to ask that question. Um, I wouldn't say they're more aggressive necessarily. No way. Um, <laughs> although I heard uh, that like they Diana were. Tarasi, I'm not going to mess with her. No. She would take you out, no questions asked, every time. <laughs> oh. um, she's kind of like an assassin, man. She she plays with everything she's got. It was fun to watch her. That's awesome. Were you there for their finals? Uh, I was not. Again, I had to be back okay, for, so I couldn't uh, for remember the Bears, it ended. Yeah, so I couldn't... it just didn't work out. But yeah, uh, they would have had me if I could have stayed. I guess we are on week six. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so the Bears job comes around, and and empty stadium for the most part. Is there anybody at these Bears games? Is family there? Is there... Uh, there are, I mean, there may be a couple people in suites from, from a family perspective. I honestly... Uh, have not seen a soul other than <laughs> um, employees and you know security and people who who have to be there. So obviously yeah. ownership is in a suite, but um, beyond Kill. that, I have not seen a single person. Kills a little bit of the hype of the job in your first year. It's like okay, right, right, <laughs> it's, year, right, right. it's a year of practice in some ways. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean it, it's going to be a cool gig regardless. But I, we cannot wait, obviously, to uh, have that place packed again. Do you think football players listen to you? I guarantee NBA players are listening. Basketball mm-hmm. players listen to you. I mm-hmm. mean, um, but but football players, do you think they're listening? If you say somebody's uh, name wrong, are they going to come find you? <laughs> Certainly, in an empty arena, they pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, my first week, uh, because and you know they everybody has their own rules about how loud things can be and okay. when you can talk and when you can't. Um, but uh, team, the team was saying, hey, we want to hear more of that guy. So I guess that's a good thing. I oh, guess cool. I'm yeah. saying we want to yeah, hear that's less. Nice. That's cool. Um, 
So they do pay attention a little bit. That's neat. What, what's your what's your three pointer call? Do you have your own? Like the home team hits a big one. Mm-hmm. What's your call? Yeah, I've always done three points, then the name of the team, and then the name of the person. Okay. So for Illinois, for example, it's three points. Illinois, Trent Frazier, whoever. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the Pacers at three point Pacers, Victor Oladipo. Uh, there's there's you know, a good thing and a bad thing about using the exact same call. The obvious bad thing is that if you forget which arena you're in um, and you say the wrong, <laughs> the wrong team, um, that's the likelihood that you'll be embarrassed. But otherwise, it works out really well. Well, even more complicated, you're in the same arena you've been in for months, uh, but you don't right. know which team's the home team. Yeah. Oh, wait, am I supposed well, to be excited for this show? Well, the bubble was. Yeah. Yeah, because we had to be a, a fan of whoever it was, was home, and that was really hard. Yeah, you got, boy, you guys got to circle that team. Okay, today I love the Nuggets. Doug on it. I'm a yep. huge Denver I would guy. always put my roster on the same side in front of me. The home was always left. Visitors were always right, so Absolutely. that I knew, you know, whatever side I was looking at, that's the one I had. But it was, it was still not an easy process. What's your touchdown call? Uh, so for the Bears, I do touch down bears and i do the same thing with first down although it's not quite as excited as yeah, the first yeah down bears and then uh you know everybody in, in the nfl they want the defense uh when you're at third down everybody to be loud so there's they've tried to do across the league you hear the it's third and they go on forever and ever and ever um gotcha. i do i turn um bear down it's third down on oh. our third down when we're on defense so mm. There you um, go. That's kind of my thing, and cool. uh, so far, everybody in the stands likes it. Uh, what's your favorite? One hundred percent of the people in the stands, nobody, not one complaint. <laughs> right. What's your favorite exactly. thing to say? Oh man, uh, you know it depends on the on the sport, I suppose. But obviously, you know, with with the Bears, when there's a touchdown, that's a big deal in the NFL. So yeah. um, we're always extra happy about that, and. Uh, Stacked by Mac and the Chicago Bears, you know, yeah. whenever mm-hmm. Khalil gets this, that's kind of fun. Um, but any, anytime something good happens, man, I'm I'm a happy guy. What's your what? Do you do you have a favorite? I still remember a name from the mm-hmm. turkey tournament from 20 years ago that I loved saying, and he was just a guy that scored eight points a game. Mm-hmm. But he had the greatest name ever. Do you do you, do you remember your, the favorite name? You've got you probably got to say Antetokounmpo and stuff like that. The more oh, yeah. the more syllables, the better, right? Yeah, and more consonants, the better. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Antetokounmpo is one of them for sure. Uh, there was a guy who played soccer for the Chicago Fire. I still do their stuff. His name was Kennedy Igbo Ananike. Oh, awesome. Which was a lot of fun. Um, and when he scored, so that, that was that was cool. Uh, there's a women's basketball player for Illinois right now whose name is Nancy Panayotopulu. Oh, yeah. Which, um, that, that's kind of a mouthful. So, Man, say, uh, there's, there's always one or two a season. Say that with some energy real quick. I want I kind of want to feel that. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd have to be... Uh, Nancy Panayatopulu. That's awesome. <laughs> I I did the. It's nothing but emceeing uh, the first hole, the leadoff hole of our of our women's golf tournament that mm-hmm. was here for so long. I got to do that for about a decade. And all the Hawaiian names, all the Asian names. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's nothing worse than somebody saying, "You can just call me this." It's like that is not that is not it. That is uh-huh. not your name. I want to say your real name. Right. Normal community had a basketball player named Shike Nakwe, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of K's and W's mm-hmm. in there. It's an African based sure. name. And I went up to ask the coach, how do you say this first name? And he said, you can just call him IK. And the kid was standing there. I, I go, does everybody call you IK? He goes, yeah, nobody knows how to say my name. I go, well, how do you say it? He goes, Ikshike. I'm like, well, that's really easy. Mm-hmm. You just listen yeah, to somebody right. say it. So yeah. when I said that starting lineups, I said his name, and he looked at me and smiled. 
And I was like, I'm going to yeah. say this kid's whole name the whole right, night. He wants right. to hear his name. Oh, it's yeah. a man's name. That's so, his name. Of course. Adenola Adonigi was my favorite name I've ever gotten to say. Adenola. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Adenola Adonigi. And he never scored much. <laughs> but, but he was a little quick, dude. And, and he would get in. I think he might have played with Sean Livingston. I think he might have mm. been on that Peoria Central team. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he would maybe sneak in, get a layup, and mm-hmm. I would say his name. He would be well past mm-hmm. the, the three, mm-hmm. the mid the half court line before I'd be done saying his name. I'm jealous, man. <laughs> it's stuff's fun to do. And, and I ain't never got to say nobody's name. I'm like super that, jealous you know? of Tim. I had to say your name a thousand times. <laughs> Courtney played JV basketball when I was making my way up there at the start. So. Yeah. Tim, oh, nice. Yeah, Tim, this is this is cool. Is this something you want to do for the rest of your life? You you want to when you re, when you're a sixty year old man, you're still calling the Bears? Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, you know, the guy before me had it for thirty eight years, and so I knew if I didn't get it now, I probably wasn't going to get it. Um. So you know, my goal is to to do this as often and as long as possible. And if I can do it in a, a full-time capacity or close to a full-time capacity, it, it's, it's what I'm good at. I don't bring much to the table, but I can do this. So uh, I'm all for it. <laughs> so, so you, you are the official voice of the bears. Are you the official voice of the Pacers right now? Is that, is that, a, is that right? Yes. And, yep. and the fire. Correct. Uh, anything else? Am I missing anything? Uh, Illinois basketball, men's and women's. Okay. And, so you're, um, you're still able guess, to do those. I guess that's about it. What happens when Illinois and the Pacers play on the same day? Which who takes precedence? Probably the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, good guess. It yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> the pro team. They pay more. They have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> it helps. Yeah. How you obviously have to be real careful with COVID here. Everybody's kind of okay with you. Yeah. Obviously, the bubble. You had to live in the bubble, but with the Bears, I mean, do, do you do you have to take a test every time you get there? Um, they have some protocol we've got to run through when we get to um the arena and they have or the stadium and they have you know temperatures and questionnaires and all sorts of things i'm also getting t- tested twice a week just to make sure oh, okay um so uh but yeah in the bubble obviously i was being tested every single day and so we, we were good there but uh, i'm being as ultra careful as i as i possibly can because it not only affects me but my family and my livelihood and all that kind of stuff. So I want to be safe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Tim, it's great talking to you. At some point, you know, down the road, we'll do this again. I, I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun. You just got it's a unique life. It's a, it's a unique job and really cool stories to tell. Hey, happy to, happy to do it. Thanks for having me on. Tim, take care. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.